Hello, everyone. Welcome to Capes and Japes After Dark. <laughs> a very special edition of Capes and Japes. We're recording this at 9 p.m. And as such, I am in my pajamas. Because that's very late for me. It's not as late for you, because you're Although, in the past. To be fair, it is 6 p.m. here. I just got home from work, and I am also in my pajamas. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes it just be like that. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here in my, in my very toasty upstairs room. It's raining outside. You have just returned from another McElroy weekend. I have. It was you, a very good McElroy weekend. Have you, have you seen Taz Live three times now? Um, San Diego, Tacoma, San Francisco, yes. Oh my god. I am... Hi everyone, this is my new podcast called I Can't Believe How Many Times Elian Has Seen Taz Live. Um, no, anyways, we're not, um... <laughs> I also not... cannot believe how many times I've seen Taz Live. I mean, like, I would too, is the thing. Um, anyways, that's not what today's episode is about. Um, believe it or not, today's episode, uh, is about another thing that's very, very, very important to me. Um, today we are talking about, um, Barbara Gordon, um, Batgirl, and Oracle, and one of my personal fictional heroes. Um, I love her. She's so good. End of episode. <laughs> All right, that's it. Our fastest episode yet. Short Barbara one Gordon. Today. She's no, good. It's... We love her. All right, that's She's it. Good. That's the take. No. Uh I'm going to I'm going to talk for a while. Um so we um the story of Barbara Gordon and her great triumph. Um so we talked when we talked about um, Batwoman, if you listened to our episode on Kate Kane, we talked about how in the 50s, um, there was a book called Seduction of the Innocent, and a child psychologist named Frederick Wortham was insinuating that Batman and Robin was full, their relationship was full of homoerotic subtext, um, and the Batman editorial team was like, Oh shit, we gotta find a way to prove Batman's not gay right now. Um and so oh, they created no. somebody thought that Batman was gay. And... What do we do? <laughs> and for a lesser extent, believe that this grown man has homoerotic subtext with this child. With with a child. Like well... I feel like that should be your bigger thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's partly like, well, if he's definitely straight, then there can't be homoerotic subtext, but like, whatever, y'all. Um, anyways, so they, they came up with a, um, a Batwoman and a Batgirl, um, who is not the same Batgirl that we are talking about today, because it was, it was largely, you know, like, just like, oh, she's got, exploding lipstick and a utility purse and magic necklaces that 
I don't know, there's a grappling hook inside it or whatever. Um, which, which would be cool, but also maybe she should just do the same things that Batman does. Um, and anyways, people were like, by and large, not like super receptive towards this, you know, this, <laughs> this, 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 woman and this teenage girl who were largely just in this comic to try and get everyone to, you know, believe that Batman and Robin were both definitely, definitely straight, um, and not much else. Um, so they, they kind of, you know, they were sort of phased out of existence. Um, in the 60s, um, as we move into the 60s, we are in, um, in the swing of the, um, the good old Adam West Batman TV show. Um, God bless America. Everybody's favorite. Um, and as they were making the third season of this TV show, um, they were like, we need a, um, a female character to hopefully drive some more, like, female viewership and it would be cool if we could have a character who could be like introduced at the same time in the comic books um so um the artist uh carmine infantino had been working on some concepts for a new batgirl and uh william uh dozier the producer of uh the the batman tv show was like yeah that rules let's do that um so they came up with uh collectively this uh in 1967 came up with this character of new batgirl who's technically the first <laughs> not to be like this technically she's the first Batgirl, all one word, because Betty Kane as Batgirl was Bat-Girl, so... I love Bat-Girl. In a way, she's the first Batgirl. Um, she's, al she's also, like, the predominant Batgirl that, you know, people know about and care about. Um, so, the character that they've, they've come up with um, for the comics and also the TV show... Um, is Barbara Gordon, and she is the daughter of police commissioner James Gordon, um, who, you know, as most people with a passing familiarity with Batman will know, is, like, the head of the Gotham City Police Department and, like, you know, one of Batman's, like, close allies, even though he doesn't know his secret identity or anything about him, but, you know, he's the one who lights the bat signal and then, like, talks to Batman on the rooftop. He's like, oh, Batman, a bad crime tonight. And Batman's like, don't worry, I got it. You know, that guy. <laughs> um, Jim Gordon just smoking a cigarette. Bad crime tonight, Batman. <laughs> don't worry, Jim. It. I got you. <laughs> That's it. I could, we could write all the Batman comics. That's how it goes. Anyways, um, Barbara is his daughter. Um... Originally, she's his, like, you know, his biological daughter. Um, after 
crisis on infinite earths they reboot it so she's his niece and then he adopted her after her parents died which i never really understood as a choice because it like never has like an impact on their relationship or on her like you know like her personality or motivations at all yeah um it's just like we can't we can't not have an orphan technically <laughs> a technical orphan um dc comics wait this one's not an orphan quick somebody do something about it somebody do something to this poor we could kill parents. jim gordon no 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 can't kill J- uh 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 She's his niece! <laughs> yes, perfect! She... Write it down, publish it! Um, I think... I think at this point... We've been through so many reboots since then, who knows? I think at this point she's, like, back to being his biological daughter. Um, especially because I'm pretty sure she and James Jr. are, like, half-siblings. Um, Everything that but... I have read lately that has been relatively recent has seemed to be to that effect yes yeah yeah exactly so that was just as but i definitely i remember reading a few comics at one point where it's like oh my uncle who adopted me and i was like what i'm sorry what why um it's like that lie that you tell when you first go off to school and it's like oh yeah this isn't my real dad he's actually my uncle who adopted me and then it's like (laughs) everybody just thinks you're so like cool and suave until they find out that it's a lie and they're like what the fuck yeah that's that's what happened she just wanted to look cool in front of her college friends um anyways um so this 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 young woman barbara gordon um is the daughter of uh police commissioner james gordon who's like you know he's he's a responsible dad and he he cares about her a lot he's a little bit protective um you know which honestly is understandable for any parent in gotham yeah but like also especially one who interacts with crime as much as jim gordon does um She's, um, she's the, she's, she's definitely, like, she's older than a teen. She's in, when she's introduced, her, like, mid to late 20s, presumably, because she's the, um, she's the head of the Gotham City Library, um, and she has a PhD in library science. Um, yeah, that what, tracks. I, that's what it's called, right? That's what you get the, the degree in? I feel like that is. <laughs> I'm gonna be, oh my god. My friend Steven is a librarian and just got his master's and is probably listening to this. Hey, Steven, is Olivia right? <laughs> I'm sorry, Steven. Um, I don't know any, I don't know enough about libraries. I just know about superheroes. Um, anyways, she's the head of the, the, the Gotham City Public Library. And the original story is she, um, she is going to a costume party one night and she dresses up as this cool lady version of Batman, which also it should be noted, um, 
Like I like I don't want to give anyone like too many props here, but like you know, the or the original like Batwoman and Batgirl like were very like they had like these like these cute like 50s collars and like short skirts and heels and you know, like extremely obviously like this is the girl one. Um but um Babs's costume is just like like a normal like bat suit and it's got some like purple and yellow um and then she does usually have yellow boots that have heels on them which i'm always kind of like stop it but other than that it's like they do look good they do look really cool is part of the thing like Um, they look cool they're impractable impractable I'm just not even going to try again. They're they impractical. are not... <laughs> right. They're no good for running They're no on good. rooftops. They're not good, but they do look good. Um, But besides that, it's like, you know, like, an efficient, like, body covering, like, normal superhero outfit. Which is honestly, like, more than a lot of female superheroes can claim even now. So, like, I guess good. Um, but she's, she, she gets herself this, like, this, this, like, you know, girl version of Batman's costume that she's wearing to a costume party. And then the costume party gets attacked by Killer Moth. Um, and then she helps to stop Killer Moth because she's, like, super duper smart and she's you know trained in self-defense and she's a really good athlete um and she's like hey batman i could help you fight crime and he's like no bye (laughs) and then she's like i'm gonna anyway though um and then she does anyway (laughs) um well why is this something that just seems to happen to batman all the time just like, hey, let me help you fight crime. No, that's not a good idea. Cool talk, gonna do it anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, pretty much. Um, it, so, there's like, she's, ex- she's almost like, you know, universally well-received. She's like, she's super popular on the TV show. She's really well liked in the comics. Like most people are like in agreement that this is like, you know, a way more interesting character than, you know, the original Kate and Betty Kane because she like, you know, has She's a person. She's a person. She has a personality and like agency and like has no romantic entanglements with Batman at all. Um she does she dates she dates Dick Grayson later. When they're both older, he has like a crush on her as you know, as a as a as a teen, which is cute and good and important to me. And then they date later, and then they're in love, and it's a lot for me personally. Um, oh, is it Olivia? Talk talk she, talk a little bit more no, about she, that, maybe. We can we can talk about it when we get to Oracle. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> um, but she's she's her own person, doing her own thing, and there's a lot like. There is, like, 
sort of a tradition. It's funny because I was um I've been rereading uh Cavalier and Clay and like the female superhero in Cavalier and Clay is also like, oh she's you know, she's a she's a mild mannered, mousy like you know, museum worker or whatever. And it, they're always like, you know, like, oh, big glasses and her hair's up in a bun and she dresses like, you know, super conservatively. Um, but she is like, she has a PhD. Like, nobody else in the Bat family has a doctorate. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking I'm- about Tim growing up getting a doctorate now. I mean, Tim definitely will. Um, I'm proud of him. And he's, like, he's gonna be like Barbara. I, I'm, I'm. Will you look over my thesis, please, dear God? <laughs> please, I haven't slept in three days. <laughs> like, oh, honey, I was working on my thesis, but then Killer Moth attacked. <laughs> Gotham problems. Um, and um. Gail Simone has described her as, like, the smartest person in the Bat family, which I think is, like, a little bit like Gail Simone just, like, being like, this is my daughter, I love her so much, she's smarter than anybody. Um, Look at her, I'm so proud of her. Yeah, but, like, she's def- she's absolutely in the running, and she is the only one with a PhD. <laughs> Um, so that's something. Um, and she's also, like, you know, it's not entirely unique, because, like, even, like, Kate does something similar, but it's, like, um, a little bit, you know, unusual, um, for someone to just be like, like, no, I'm here to fight crime because crime is bad and I want to stop it. Like, in Gotham, where, like, most people who get involved with the Bat family either have, like, a horrible trauma um, or, like, some prior connection to Batman or to crime in Gotham um, or, like, even, like, Stephanie, who, like, does this because it's the right thing, like, also does it because her dad is a supervillain. Um, and Tim, Tim sort of does this, but it's more like, oh, Batman needs me. Um, and Barbara's like, I don't really care what Batman needs. I want, I, I want there to not be the crime. I'm gonna go fight it. (laughs) Um, and it's good. And there is, like, you know, it's not totally, like, you know, like, sexism is over because like there's still you know a little bit like oh batman let me show you what a girl can do and honestly even like the first time she's like i want to help you fight crime he's like you can't you're a girl and it's like out of all of batman's many flaws as a person i don't really think sexism would be one of them no, he seems to do all right. He se- he seems to do fine. Um, but anyways, like by How and large, how fucking wild would that be, though? 
what if if Bruce was just like wildly sexist? <laughs> Batman just like going around Gotham. It's like I'm gonna save the citizens. Not you though. You deserve it. Cameron, <laughs> <laughs> like what? The, where did this come from? <laughs> what the fuck? Wait a minute. Batman the Justice League sucks. comes in just like, okay, something's definitely wrong. All right, what? Mind control? Some sort of hypnosis? Some sort of toxin? What's going on here? Sexist kryptonite. Sexist kryptonite. <laughs> It'll get you. Gotta be on the lookout. Oh, um, man. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Batman's mostly not sexist, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but, um, so for a co- like, a decade plus, um, she's, like, you know, a very, like, popular kind of, like, touchstone member of, you know, the, the Batman circle. They have, like, a a Batman family comic in, like, the 70s that she's, like, sort of, like, one of the lead characters on, and she, like, goes on team-ups with other superheroes. She, you know, she works together with Robin a lot. Um, and then, eventually, um, she retires from crime fighting to, uh, run for the U.S. House of Representatives. <laughs> Good. Which owns, honestly. Good. Um, I haven't, like, I haven't seen that brought up in a lot of stuff. I don't know if it gets, like, erased from continuity, um, or if it's, like, oh, yeah, you know, I ran for Congress once. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but anyway, so she's, she's in D.C., she's changing the world. She's a librarian. I'm so proud of her. Um, in 1988, um, Alan Moore writes The Killing Joke. Um, womp, womp. Womp. He, I mean, he just, he just does the damn thing. <laughs> so The Killing Joke is, um, if you've read some Batman comics, you may or may not have heard of it. We've probably name-dropped it on the show before, and I got mad about it. Yeah, um, probably. There was an animated movie, I think, last year, um, which you should not watch, <laughs> everybody, because I was like, well, maybe this will improve on some of the problems I had with the killing joke. No. And then they made it worse. Somehow. I have seen bits and pieces of it, but not the whole yeah. thing. And I'm glad because those bits and pieces, oh boy. Not great. Not, I don't know who okayed it. Um, anyways, the killing joke, um, is. In, in still widely regarded as, like, one of, like, the, you know, essential Joker stories. Um, and, like, people love Alan Moore a lot because he wrote Watchmen and they're all like, oh, he's so edgy. Um, 
And the other day at work, speaking of the killing joke is an essential yes. joker story. Yes. I saw somebody with a hat that just had mm-hmm. the killing joke written on it and then like the joker <laughs> on the brim. And I'm like, ooh. I mean, ooh, I, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the name of the thing. You got it. I guess it, that's so. a hat you could wear. That is a hat. You 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 could. He, uh, that's you're, I'm gonna, he, you're doing it. I'm gonna start a new line of hats that are just like names of comic book storylines, <laughs> and then pictures the of characters. The war of jokes and riddles. Oh hey, <laughs> same hat. Yeah, that's that's the one. You got it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. So in in the story, um. The killing joke. Um, the Joker reveals his backstory to Batman. And then he's like, actually, that might not be my backstory. I might have just made it up. Who knows? Um, but the point he's trying to communicate is that uh, anyone could turn into the Joker if they just had one really bad day. And so to prove this, um, he takes Jim Gordon who's like, um, he's like, we know that Jim Gordon is a, is a, a good upstanding guy, but what if he had one really bad day? Um, and so he goes, um, to Jim's house where he is staying with Barbara, who is retired. Um, and then he knocks on the door and Barbara answers the door and then he shoots her at a point blank range in like the abdomen. Um, and then he kidnaps Jim Gordon and he, like, takes him to, you know, like, one of the many abandoned carnivals where the Joker always takes people. Yeah, Gotham just has so many abandoned carnivals. It's full of them! It's like, y'all, why'd you build so many of these? They're just (laughs) havens for supervillains! Um... He takes him to this, like, abandoned carnival, and he has, like, all of his, you know, like, like, Joker henchmen, like, torture him, and then he, like, shows him all the pictures he took of, like, Barbara after he shot her, and also in some of them he's, like, taking her clothes off, and it's, you know, implied that maybe he did something, but he never actually talks about it. He's like, look what I did to your daughter! Ah!" Um... And then, like, and then, you know, obviously Batman comes to save him, and Jim's like, no, I will not give in to evil. And Batman's like, you see, Joker, not everyone is like you. I think it's just you. <laughs> it wasn't your really bad day. I think this is just you. Um, I think maybe the really bad day had something to do with it, but it was mostly you. I think you're just like this as a person. Terrible. But, um, anyways, the thing about this is, um, Barbara does not, Barbara's only lines in the comic are, like, she's, like, she's at home with her dad, she tells her dad to, like, pick up the table because he left a bunch of newspaper clippings about crime on it, and she answers the door, um, and then she gets shot, and then she is, she's not in the rest of it. There's pictures of her, but she doesn't do anything. Um. Where is she? 
just lying on the floor still, I guess. I guess she's she's just there. Um in since then, to his credit, Alan Moore has been like, Yeah, that like maybe wasn't a great move. Um, and it's like, yeah, Alan, you don't have like the best history with writing women, like in general, actually, as it turns out. So like maybe, you know, maybe you could have thought about that earlier. Um But he, you know the I don't I think I don't think the intention was to kill her. I think their intention was to paralyze her. Also, by the way, reading like quotes about Barbara Gordon, you come across a lot of use of a word that's used to describe disabled people that like I don't oh. really think these people should be using. Oh no. It's like, it's big. It's a big yikes. And I know some of these things were said, you know, in the 90s, when maybe people weren't as aware that it's not a cool thing to, not a good word to use to describe a disabled person. But like, y'all? Yeah. I don't like reading it. <laughs> um. Anyways, um. So, Babs, she gets shot, and they're like, eh, I don't know, she's paralyzed now. Um, and then, some people don't take very well to what's going on. Um, among them um, are uh, Kim Yale and uh, John Ostrander who are uh, uh, husband and wife, who are both uh, comics writers, um, who, like, looked at this and went, like, you know what? Fucking sucks, actually. Um, and they come up with this new plan for Babs, which is that she gets the to story. kick ass. <laughs> she gets to kick ass. The story is that she gets shot by the Joker. And she spends some time being like, this. it fucking sucks that I got shot by the Joker. And, like, it's kind of a huge bummer that I'm using a wheelchair now because the Joker decided to shoot me to teach my dad a lesson. Not even really teaching your dad a lesson. Trying to teach Batman a lesson. Yeah, trying to hurt you to hurt your dad to hurt Batman. Like, that's just, like... That's just how you have to live as, like, a person who's ever, like, had any sort of connection to Batman at all. Is that at some point, the Joker's probably gonna try and kill you to see if Batman will pay attention to him. Sometimes um, he'll succeed. Sometimes he'll, he'll do it. Um... But so, she's like, understandably sort of bummed about it for a while. And then she's like, hey, you know what? I have a fucking PhD. I'm still extremely physically capable, even without the lower half of my body. Um, I have all of this information and training from all the time I spent with Batman. And I also have a photographic memory. 
Um, I can still do a lot of shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> comics. We took away Barbara's agency. No, you didn't. You just took away <laughs> the took use her of legs. her legs. Like, she's still, she's still herself. She still has all of the capabilities that she did before that made her, like, a good crime fighter. Except she can't, like, kick and shit. (laughs) She just can't do kicks. She can do all the rest of it. Um, so, she adopts a new identity as Oracle. Um, where she becomes this, like, like, hacker, tech support information broker um and she works like a lot with batman also with other people i think her first appearance is she's like uh she's like offering information to like amanda waller and the suicide squad um so like this is like she becomes like the person that batman calls on when he can't figure something out. Like, when Batman needs information, he's like, Oracle. And she's like, yeah, I got you. Don't worry. I solved this, like, 20 minutes ago. I already hacked into the building. It's like, whatever. (laughs) I can do anything. I'm a genius. I have a PhD, and I rule. Thanks. Look, Um, I have a PhD in library science, and I have a kick-ass computer right here. So we are chill. Yeah. Um... She's got, um, she has, um, this, she keeps, um, escrima sticks, like, under the arms of her wheelchair. So, like, anytime, like, a villain's like, oh, I'm gonna kill, like, this one Batman ally who's, like, not gonna be able to stop me because she's in a wheelchair. She's just like, pow, pow, pow. (laughs) Bitch, you thought. (laughs) Bitch, you thought. Um... And then, so she she shows up in a couple places. She's introduced in um, various Batman comics. Um, and then um, in the late 90s, um, we start on Birds of Prey. Um, for which Gail Simone actually wasn't the first writer. Chuck Dixon... Um, launched it i think um chuck dixon who also wrote a lot of like 90s nightwing um yeah he did yeah he did um so uh develops the series uh birds of prey um which starts out with um oracle and dino lance the black canary um and then it goes on for a long time. Eventually, uh, Gail Simone takes over writing for it. Um, DC poaches her from Deadpool. Um, and she takes over writing it. And I mean, Gail Simone's work on Birds of Prey is like, A, probably what Gail Simone as a writer is best known for. And B, like, just some of the most iconic comic book writing in in general like definitely some of the most like iconic stuff for like women in comics um because you have this team of like of all women 
who have like very different distinctive personalities which like shouldn't be like a big thing but it's like whoa holy shit it's like this shouldn't be a big deal but oh my god it is because it hardly ever happens <laughs> um and it's like babs as oracle in general is like a super impressive character um but like babs as oracle as like written by gail simone is like so, so i mean so important in general but also very important to me personally um there have been like a couple times because she's i don't think i've mentioned this before she's like she's a, she's a redhead which is not uncommon in comic books um but there have been a couple times on like various like you know, social media platforms where I've changed my icon to a picture of Oracle and somebody's been like, is that a picture of you? And I'm like, oh! Oh, thank you! <laughs> um, what a what a lofty compliment! I know. Um, but, like, so... Oracle, as written by, by Gail Simone, and by, you know, a lot of other people who were, you know, influenced by this, is, like, She's in a wheelchair. I mean, honestly, the disability stuff, I feel like for coming from, you know, an able-bodied writer is, like, very realistically handled. Um, where she's like, yeah, like, sometimes I'm mad about this and I wish it didn't happen. But also, like, this is, you know, my life and I'm, like, taking control of it and, like, it's part of who I am now, and I've obviously done a lot of very impressive things. So, like, I'm good, actually. <laughs> um, but she's also, you know, she's like, she's a, she's a disabled woman who's, like, physically capable. And who's also, like, sexually active, which is, like, a huge thing, because, you know, like, disabled characters being like desexualized is like so so common um and babs is like no actually i'm dating literally the hottest man in the dc universe <laughs> <laughs> and we get down oh of course they do oh god of course they do look at them um they this actually is of course um, after comics are like, what if superheroes had sex? What if they fucked? <laughs> um, that's um, another great thing about um, Gail Simone writing Birds of Prey is that every time Nightwing is in it, he, she's just like, no, make him cheesecakier. <laughs> <laughs> Make him more fan servicey. I want there to be a scene where I'm pretty sure this is from Gail Simone's run, anyways. I want there to be a scene where Black Canary walks in on him taking a shower in Barbara's apartment, and he has to use the shower curtain to cover his face so she doesn't know his secret identity. But not most of the rest of him. <laughs> just, just the important part: the face. <laughs> The face part, you know. Oh um, no, my secret identity. 
<laughs> and he covers his face, and yet later he is recognized. Re- later in his comics, he's he's recognized solely by his asshole. He is recognized by multiple characters by his butt. Um, God, this is the best. Okay, this isn't. This isn't. Um, this isn't about Dick Grayson. This is about his long-term girlfriend who's also amazing. I think after this happens, like, also, like, Dinah, like, comes back out to talk to Babs, and she's like, damn! Congrats! <laughs> um, which rules. And they have, like, there's this one... Everything about them is extremely romantic. Um, but there's one issue where, like, for her birthday or their anniversary um dick takes her to like a like a trapeze course and he's like okay i'm going to show you all of the stuff that you can do with just your upper body um and it's like the two of them just like doing like cool like circus stuff together and then they kiss on like one of the like the platforms at like the top of the you know the big pole that holds the tent up, and it's like oh, that's adorable. It's really good. Um, but so you know she's like she's she's physically capable and sexually active, and she's also like like a complicated like interesting flawed character who's like you know. She's really smart and, like, incredibly capable. Um, and, like, you know, in, in sort of, sort of, like, Bat Family fashion, like, has some trouble, like, you know, like, a lot of times she's like, well, I know what the right thing to do is. I don't need to communicate with my teammates what, like, you know, the right thing to do is. I can just have them do it. Um, or, like, you know, like, sort of, like, manipulating people into like and then being like well i don't you know i was right and they're like we know you were right but you still need to like talk to us about it um (laughs) we get this enough with batman (laughs) please um and which is also super interesting not to like this is this hopefully will be the last thing i say it's super interesting in her relationship with dick because dick is like a very like you know, like, emotional, like, open, like, sensitive person. And Babs is sort of, like, you know, like, pragmatic and a little bit distant and sort of guarded, um, which is not usually how it goes in het relationships. Um, but it's neat. And, like, um... Gail Simone wrote for, I think this is probably like the 10th time I've mentioned this. Gail Simone wrote for Convergence, like a two issue, like Nightwing Oracle arc that's just like about like this exact thing where Dick's like, I love you, don't be afraid of love. And Babs is like, a little bit I am though. Um, <laughs> and then at the end they get married. Um, and she's also like, considerably like more brutal than batman is which is like like she's like she's kind of cool with murder 
like not like cool with it but like if like it came down to it like you know if she was in a situation where it was like well you gotta kill this dude or there's you know gonna be like like people are gonna die or like you know the whole world's gonna be in danger or something she'd be like yeah i kill him um like i (laughs) don't want to on a scale from batman to jason todd how cool (laughs) is she with murder i think definitely less than jason jason's pretty excited about murder she's definitely (laughs) not excited about it but like you know she's not like no murder ever 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 which is how batman rolls and how batman 100 percent no murders barbara and 98 percent no murders (laughs) (laughs) jason Probably a good number of murders. <laughs> Jason, I don't know, man. 2% no murders? <laughs> Sometimes I just don't feel like doing a murder, but it's not very often. Sometimes um, somebody stops me from doing the murder, and that's upsetting, but like, eh. But I don't feel like arguing with my older brother today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dick's like standing there. Dick's like giving a speech about why they shouldn't kill people and Jason just walks away. He's like, whatever. I don't even want to bother. Just like, ugh, fine. Next time you won't be there, though. <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna murder so good. Um, so, Birds of Prey runs for a while. Runs for a long time. Written by um, Gail Simone. Um, and in the meantime, she also she mentors um, Cassandra Kane as Batgirl. She mentors um, Stephanie Brown when Stephanie's Batgirl. Um, she shows, you know, uh, like Oracle shows up a lot as like people being like, I need information. Here's an idea. Um, my favorite, I, I don't think I've mentioned this before. Um, there's an issue of uh, Titans, not Teen Titans, adjectiveless Titans, which is where like, like the original Teen Titans who are now all like, you know, like, young adult superheroes. <laughs> well, we're like, not teens anymore. What should we call ourselves? 20-something Titans? There, no, it doesn't th- roll off the tongue. Um, but there's a scene where they're, like, they're all in a diner. It's, like, uh, Dick and Wally and Donna and Garth and uh, Roy and Roy's daughter, uh, Leon, um, who's, like, you know, like a two or three. Um, and they're, like, talking about the Justice League. They're, like, who even, who's even leading the Justice League right now, technically? And Dick's, like, Batman. <laughs> and, uh, and Wally's, like, Superman. Dom's, like, Wonder Woman. Um, and they're all, like, going around, like, arguing about this. <laughs> and then, like, Leon at the end of the table is just, like, Oracle. Bless. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, you right. Um, Everybody just like, yeah, yes, definitely, definitely Oracle. Yeah. All right, problem solved. Thank you, thank you, child. Um. So Oracle is like, arguably, at least as iconic, um, 
a character as um original Batgirl was. Um and then in 2011 um DC does this thing does does one of its many reboots does its reboot that's called the new 52 where they're like okay we're starting everything over from issue one and we're rewinding time a bunch and we're undoing a whole bunch of things that have happened and this is like earlier in everybody's careers as superheroes and also barbara gordon is batgirl and we're like what um especially because like earlier than this um, they've, like, specifically said, like, no, we're not gonna make her Batgirl again, because we don't have very many disabled characters, and we want to have this one. Um, which is, like, they're honestly, like, probably the most recognizable wheelchair user in comic books besides Professor X. Yeah. Who is, like, you know, who's a good character, but is also... Maybe not the best example. <laughs> when when he's all you have, like it's like cool, but also there's like, you know, there's, maybe we I should mean, have more though. Maybe we should have more is the thing. Um, but they were like, okay, the thing about listen, this is my Dan Didio impression. Listen, <laughs> I don't know what he talks like. I'm not gonna do this, but they're like the thing about the New Fifty Two is we really want to like make it welcoming to new readers, which they didn't. Um, they're like, and Barbara Gordon is the most iconic, recognizable Batgirl. So we want her to be Batgirl again. Um, and it's like, y'all, please. Um, people can learn to love, you can just have an Oracle comic. You don't even need to have a Batgirl. Is the thing. There's enough right. bat people. Um, We've got all these bat folks. Just yeah. let there be an oracle. Um, but they relaunch it. And the way they do it is like, oh, she, she was still, you know, she was still paralyzed um, for like three years. But um, now there was an experimental comic book surgery and now she can walk again. Um, cool. and like they write her, yeah. Um, and Gail Simone writes like the original, um, arc or like the original, like New 52 series. Um, and like is, you know, sort, I mean, she's like, look, I love Oracle. Mostly I just love Babs and I want to write Babs, which is fair. And like, if someone was going to do it, I did want it to be Gail Simone. But also I'm like, I just, let her be Oracle, please. Please just let her be Oracle. Um, Gail Simone did... can only do so much. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. I, I mean, she wasn't going to be able to single-handedly be like, no, she's going to be Oracle, because they would have just been like, we'll get somebody else to write the comic book. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll get somebody else. We've got like a hundred people who want to write for Batgirl. Yeah, is the problem. Um... And, like, you know, like, it's still, it's, like, a good story. And, like, you know, they deal with, like, they're, like, oh, she has, like, you know, like, a considerable amount of PTSD still. Because she did get shot, you know, in the spine by the Joker. Um, 
and you know this still like her time in a wheelchair still has an impact on her life which is cool but there's so many superheroes who can walk <laughs> and there aren't oh. very many who are in a wheelchair it's um, almost all of them it's 99.99% of them um and i mean there are there are still there's still good things in it um she has a a roommate um in this story a roommate um alicia yo who's like an asian woman and like um uh like a few arcs in um she comes out to babs as a trans woman and there aren't a lot of trans women in comics either which so that's something um and she's since shown up in like the the re-rebooted versions um which is good she's she's good um but it's like it's very i mean that and then when they went back to dc to when they re-rebooted a couple years ago and now we're in like dc rebirth um babs was still batgirl um which i think is partly because they like kind of got like a readership for her as Batgirl. And like part of the thing is um they um like the Batgirl comics are good. Like they're like, you know, very fun and charming. Um there's you know, um part of them um a good chunk of them are drawn by um Babs Tar who's a wonderful artist, um, and also draws the handsomest Nightwing I have ever seen. <laughs> um, I was just, um, I was watching an episode of Critical Role the other night, and, um, she was just in the studio, just, like, hanging out because she's, like, a fan of the show, and they, like, had her, like, come on for a minute, just to be like, this is our friend, Babs Tar. And I was like, <gasps> the handsome Nightwing lady! <laughs> um, she, I mean, she's also, she's a very talented artist. And you know a yes. lot of ways, obviously. Yes. It's so handsome. Um, but the thing... Um, the thing about Batgirl currently... Not as much with Gail Simone, but, like, more with, like, the... Um, the the relaunch with Babs Tar and now, like, what they're doing in Rebirth. Um, is that she's written... She feels very young. It's like a very millennial comic, which she is like intended to be younger than she was when she was Oracle in like, you know, the early mid 2000s. Um, but it's also like part of me is just like, this is, this is exactly what Stephanie Brown as Batgirl was. Like you had a character who was right there. Who you could have done like, you know, like fun millennial like cool girl bat girl with, yeah. And then you could also have had your character who was in a wheelchair who was one of your only characters with a physical disability, <laughs> still doing that, yeah. Um, and still you know having this this like cool story that made her interesting about her, like, 
looking at this very traumatic thing that happened to her and being like, eh, I don't think so. I don't feel like it. Um, so it's like, it's weird because like I do, and like currently like there's, um, a Batgirl series and like a, um, a Birds of Prey series. And they're both written with like a very similar tone. Um, and they're both written by women, which is great. Um, and, like, I think part of it is that, you know, there is more of an emerging market for young women, like, picking up interest in comic and graphic novels, which is awesome. And I think they're, like, clearly trying to appeal to that. Um, and it works. And it's, like, it's, it's very effective. And I would, like, rec- if, like, you know, like, a girl was like, you know, I'm like, whatever. I'm like a 16-year-old girl. Like, what kind of comics would I like? I'm like, you would definitely like these and they would be good and they would show, like, you know, girls who, like, fight crime and also, like, have lives and are, like, you know, pursue interests and stuff. But I'm also just like, I miss my girl! (laughs) I miss her so much! Um, so that's, that's, that's my complicated feelings on Batgirl. And now it's like, it's like there's no point, because if she, like, she ends up in a wheelchair again, it's just gonna be like, well, that, that just sucks. (laughs) That would just suck for you if you were, you know, like, whatever, you suddenly regained your ability to walk, and then you were like, ah, beans! (laughs) Oh jeez. Oh no, the Joker shot me again. The Joker shot Yeah, exactly. Like what would it be? Like, oh, the surgery broke. <laughs> um so I've like I've sort of I've sort of I mean, I'm never going to let go of Oracle. I've sort of let go of the hope that, you know, Oracle's going to be a thing that happens again, but she will always live on in my heart um if you want her to live on in your heart i very 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 highly recommend any of the um gail simone birds of prey storylines they're like they're very they're fun and they're like you know like they're they her writing like definitely like never gets too like gritty like it's always sort of like not like goofy but she has like a very distinctive sense of humor so they're like you know they're always like dealing with like heavy stuff but also like they're ladies and they're friends and they you know like it's balanced it's balanced sometimes they talk about um their sex lives. Um, I think um, of like minds. I think is the storyline I'm thinking of. Um, that's really good. But anything, if you just like like Gail Simone Birds of Prey and just like find like a story arc, it'll 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 be very very likable. Um, there's also. Um, if you want to talk about um Barbara in general, the Batgirl Year One, 
is a very important comic to me. A lot of year ones are very good. The Batgirl one is sort of like a companion piece with Robin year one. Um, it's done by, I think, the same like creative team. And also like they sort of like go through like some of the same moments in both of them. Um, which is fun. But Batgirl year one is just like a very, like just a solid, like, you know, explanation of like her origin story and like who she is as a person and like why she's doing all this crime fighting um and if you want to read any of the current stuff it is good um batgirl of burnside i think is the one that babs tar drew um i i not the only one but like you know sort of like the introductory arc of of babs tars um and the currently ongoing one is good too um but yeah, I love I love Oracle. I was talking um I was talking to my mom a couple weeks ago um and we were getting mad about um the fact that they're doing a Birds of Prey movie but it's going to be centered on Harley, which is oh just mind-numbingly infuriating to me. <laughs> this has already gone on too long, so I'm not going to like don't really we already have it. enough Harley Quinn content? There is so much of it. Please. Please, why? J you can just make a Harley movie. Why does she have to take Birds of Prey away from me, too? Um, but my mom was, like, asking me, like, you know, what, like, the Birds of Prey comics were, like, you know, about and what they were like. And I was talking about how, you know, like, sort of the, the counterbalance between these, like, three main characters of, like, Babs and Helena and Dinah and how like you know like Helena's like a little bit more like brooding and it's sort of like this darker past and Dinah's like kind of you know like gung-ho like <laughs> charge into danger um and I was like and Babs is sort of you know very like pragmatic and reserved and like kind of you know, cerebral and how she approaches problems. And my mom was like, wow, doesn't sound like anybody I know. And I was like, listen, <laughs> she was very important to me as a weird, isolated child. <laughs> um, so I, um, I love her. I hope you love her too. Um, everyone in the whole world should love Babs. Um, Thank you for listening to Capes and Japes where I talk about how much I love Babs. Um, oh, also, she's in she's in the Lego Batman movie, and, like, Batman is romantically interested in her, which is busted, but it's also, like, she's clearly, you know, like, designed much more to be, like, a peer to him instead of, like, you know, 15 to 20 years younger. Um, so it's, like, it's fine, but it's also, like, in her, like, in like the introductory scene they're like playing a slideshow about her and it's like she cleaned up the streets of Bloodhaven using statistics and compassion good <laughs> there she is there's my girl um anyways thank you for listening to me talk for definitely too long about how much I love Babs um um thank you and thank you for listening in general to us here on capes and japes um this has been another episode we're <laughs> i mean it's, listen 
It's 10 o'clock now. It's my bedtime. Um, it is. So we're just going to skip comics that we read this week. We'll catch shoot. you next week with comics. Darn it. I forgot about that. I literally completely forgot. That's how sleepy I am. Do you want to okay. skip it? Do you want to? Do you have any comics you want to talk about? Uh, I finished Batman Eternal and it stressed me out, but it was very good. It is stressful, but it's good. Um, I picked up um, I picked up a few issue ones that I haven't read yet. I did read the first issue of um, Immortal Hulk by um, Al Ewing, who's the the dude who wrote the New Avengers that um, ah uh, yes enjoyed so much and also who's currently writing the um the deadpool like choose your own adventure sort of tabletop gaming sort of comic you are deadpool um but uh he just started um immortal hulk which is obviously a, a hulk comic um bruce banner was dead for a little bit but he's back now um and the idea of it is like what if the hulk was just Full ass a horror story. <laughs> um, what if this was a um, an unkillable, intelligent monster um, who Bruce Banner had zero control over um, and was like doing all of these terrible things? And uh, it's it, it's very it's very interesting and spooky. Um, and like, like not like you know, not a fun wacky read. So if you want that, you should probably try the Deadpool one. But it is a really cool take on the Hulk. Um, yeah. And I'm interested to read more of it as it comes out. Okay. Um, we can share more comics next week because this has already gone on so so long. Um, and also I'll have caught up on more stuff by next week. Um, hopefully I'll have read more stuff by next week. We're we're all we're all just doing our best out here. Anyways, now is the time where I will say thank you for listening to us here on Capes and Japes. Um new thing, we have a Discord channel now that we're trying out. We um, do. We do. So probably we'll put the link to that in the show notes or something, but it's also yeah. it's on our Twitter and our Facebook page and all that. Um, so if you want to come join us on Discord, I'm like, I'm like almost always online. Um, so if you come in and say something about comics, I'll probably like be there to be like, yeah, comics. <laughs> yes. Um, the love comics. It. Um, and we might, you know, like kind of like share, so like if, you know, announcements come out or you know new titles or solicits are announced or whatever we might like drop them in there and be like hey check this out so um <laughs> or just like i am reading this comic talk yeah. to me about it <laughs> please do um but um so you can definitely feel free to join us there if you use discord which i feel like most people listening to this probably do in 2018 <laughs> Just statistically, um, we also, um, we have, you know, all of our other social media that you can find us on. We got a Twitter and a Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest, 
all of those are just capes and japes. Just type that into the doobly-doo. Um, oh, boy. We're, we're, yeah. we're getting yeah. all early YouTube up in this. The doobly-doo, huh? The, 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 listen, that's, I, 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 that's how I grew up. <laughs> that was good enough for me in 2004 or whatever. Um... So well, I um, think YouTube was created in 2006. Well, I don't know any. I don't know any dates. Look at me. It's it's 10:07 p.m. <laughs> uh, you're lucky I'm even coherent. All right, um, all right, all right. <laughs> um. So yes, find us on all of those. You can email us at capesandjapes at gmail dot com. Um. You can. Leave us a, a rating and or review on iTunes. We would, like, super appreciate that. You can uh, drop us some cash in our tip jar, and then I can use the cash to pay DC Comics to make Babs Oracle again. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Didio, I have five dollars. Please. Mr. Didio, please. I am begging you. Um, you, um, you can tell a friend if you think, uh, they'd be interested. If you had a friend who was like, what's with this Birds of Prey thing and why is Harley in it? We didn't get that much into, like, Birds of Prey here, but you can be like, well, I can tell you about one important character from the Birds of Prey. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. Hit us up. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Catch All us right. next week. Nighttime episode complete. Catch us next week. Um, thank you for listening to Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. <laughs> <laughs>